Welcome to Christ in Prophecy. I'm Tim Moore, the Senior Evangelist of Lamb and Lion Ministries, and today I'm joined by Nathan Jones, our Internet Evangelist, and David Bowen, our Teaching Evangelist. In late 2021, Lamb and Lion Ministries hosted a regional conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. Our theme was The Great Reset, a buzz phrase that many cultural and global elitists were touting as a grand reimagineering of human society. One of our acclaimed speakers at that conference was Brandon Holthouse, pastor of Rock Harbor Church in Bakersville, California. He addressed the lead-off question, what is the Great Reset? When I heard that Brandon was coming to the Dallas area, I was eager to invite him to Maranatha Acres to engage in a follow-up dialogue. Brandon, thanks for extending your time in Dallas and for being with us here today. You betcha. It's an honor to be with you guys. All right, so there's a, a burning question that we want to ask, and I'm going to pitch it over to David to ask that question. Yeah, as a fellow pastor, yeah. I, I, I learned you know, the hard way yeah. not to assume that people understand everything. Sure. So remind us again, how would you define what the Great Reset is? Yeah, um, I think that's the term they're using, the globalist elite are using to basically usher in what we call the beast system, the one world government, mm. and they're doing it under that guise and obviously there's a lot of categories under that, but that's the basic understanding. This is how the world is ushering in the global system that the Bible predicted. Mm. Well, it seems like in just the last two years, especially perhaps since the COVID pandemic, uh, unlike the proverbial frog in a pot where things are changing gradually, yeah. it seems like the pace of change is only accelerating. Yeah. And if anything, they have been wildly successful in moving even some of the leaders in America to embrace this idea of globalism. Yeah, it seem, seems to me, Tim, there's no pushback on this. There's no stopping this. And whether we, we, we look to political maneuvering to stop it, no one's doing anything. And at the same time, the church is failing at its job of being salt and light and trying to explain to people what's going on. So we have a problem in, this, in, in our political realm, we have a problem in our social realm, and a problem in our church realm as well that's not stopping this. It's funny, just a few years ago, I was talking with a pastor friend of mine and saying, the world is clamoring for a global government. He says, I don't see that. Recently, <laughs> he's like, I see it. Yeah. And, but we do see a reaction to that from the ultra-nationalists, right? Russia and China are yeah. actually fighting against this. Right. And you see that, that pushback from those type of countries. And what we understand from the book of Revelation is not everybody buys into it. It's a forced system on the whole world. Okay. But as we see, even in the middle of the tribulation, the Antichrist himself has opposition. There's a, a major war in the middle of the tribulation where you have the king of the south and the king of the north doing a pincer move on the Antichrist. So the system, not everybody buys in, but it is a forced system. And that's what you're seeing, the nationalism versus the globalism today. Wow. E even 
as a pastor, again, even know that we know these things are going to happen. We've been told yeah. in the Bible these things are going to happen, but still, I still get surprised saying, wow, that's, that's what that looks like. But it's moving so fast. Would you yes, agree with that? Yes, I agree. And how do you keep your people, how do you keep people up, up on what's happening between the World Health Organization and then the 15-minute the 15 cities and yeah. all these things that are coming together? Like, how do we keep people prepared? If the Lord tarries and we don't have the rapture, which that's my retirement plan, I yeah. hope it happens. Yeah. How do you prepare people and help people? Well, the key is we're using the Bible because that's that's the, the the signpost for all of us. And prophecy is used to prepare us, not scare us, as right. I've always said. And so what I try to do is I try to see where the prophetic trends are going. And then I will make a connection with current events of saying, look, guys, this is heading in that direction and building uh, the setup for the tribulation. So what I have to do is I have to stay on top of the news. I have to stay on top of current events in order to be relevant to what's going on. Otherwise, what's happening is the churches won't tell people what's happening, mm -hmm. and they're ignorant of what's about to go on in their lives. I think that the Bible prophecy signs that we see manifest, and we'll talk about them in detail in just a minute, but they're like road signs. They're yes. not something to stop and just fixate on. They're giving us a, an awareness of where we're headed, yes. and the Bible tells us the, the end from the beginning, That's so right. we know where we're headed. Mm -hmm. what's I, what I do find ironic is, that many in our country and around the world who advocate for socialism and communism and an overthrow of everything that made Western civilization great and prosperous, yeah. in other words, biblical, godly principles, right. they would call themselves progressives. But just like going down a road and making great time in the wrong direction, they're not progressing toward anything better. They're going worse. I used to tell my students uh, who were pilots, I'd say, if you're headed toward the ground and you add power, you're just going to get to the scene of the <laughs> crash point. that much faster. And that's where we're going. We're headed to the yeah. scene of the crash that much faster. Yeah. I don't consider that progress. No, not at all. In fact, what we see from the Bible is a boomerang effect. Babylon started a long time ago, and, it, and Nimrod tried to form a one-world government, and it wasn't the right time. Mm. But it seems to be that boomerang effect is now coming back and Babylon is being reestablished. So it's not that we're progressing. We're actually going back to Babylon, back to paganism, back to how Nimrod tried to rule the whole world. And it's gone now. It's not going to be Nimrod. It's going to be the Antichrist. Well, it wasn't just Nimrod. In history, we have Napoleon. We yeah. have Hitler. Many others have aspired to have an empire that they solely would rule over. That's right. And so you see that pattern. And now I believe we're in that time where Satan has his man ready to go to rule the entire world and bring that in with technology. We now see how somebody could rule the world through technology. Well, uh, our founder, Dr. Reagan, used to quote this as they call it the sexual deviancy movement. And yeah. it just seems like the progressives can't find a new low to go. And you know, right. uh, every year now we have a June, they took the month that was dedicated mm -hmm. to the marriage covenant, yeah. and now it's a celebration. I go to the movie theater and I'm inundated by commercials about homosexuality and gayness, and it seems now to be targeting directly to kids. Yeah. Why is the sexual deviancy movement gaining so much ground in concert with the growth of a globalist agenda? Well, like Tim mentioned, you have the removal of the Judeo-Christian ethic, obviously, in our, our culture. Now, our enemies know the way to bring down America was to take away the Judeo-Christian ethics and morals. So the communists, the, the Marxists knew that. So they've taken that away. And, and what fills that vacuum is ancient paganism. And ancient paganism is always idolatry tied to sexual immorality. But it's debauchery sexual immorality. It's not between a man and a woman. We're now, this is the scary part about what's happening. 
we're now getting to the point where pedophilia mm. yeah, that's might the be the next step to where we go past this transgender movement. Well, the UN's trying to drop it as a crime out of their charter, aren't they? Yeah, it, absolutely. Along with Spain adultery. Spain has made laws to say that it's possible that a, an adult could be with a minor. Well, that's so why they want children to have absolute autonomy, autonomy from their parents. They have the right to choose anything they want. Goodness, if a six-year-old can determine their gender, surely they can decide to be in a sexual relationship with an adult Absolutely. without any repercussions for the adult. And this is just, this is insanity. Yes. But that's exactly where we are right now. It's yeah. evil. It, it is, is yeah, evil. It's evil. What it is. Does that mean that we're in the days of Noah and Lot as Jesus prophesied? Well, you would, you would have to imagine, we've, we, we've went even further than that. I mean, we're messing with genetics. Um, you know, you think about Sodom and Gomorrah. They weren't lopping off body parts of children and changing their sexes. Um, we've went past that. So we're definitely in the days of Lot and, Sodom, uh, and, and Noah because we're doing things that they didn't even do. And people, you know, they always come, well, Brandon, it's always been evil. No, it's not. Not at this level. Not this level. This level is a brand new unprecedented level and then you mix in with the messing around with the DNA uh -huh. and, well forget it it's off the chart we're back to Genesis 6 now with the DNA and we have people today in the philosophical world and even some leading intellectuals who are advocating for a glide path down to human extinction because really oh. they consider us to be the virus that is infecting the world and so we need to get rid of us yeah right. 500 million right isn't that the goal right yeah. right and so you, to that point, I heard a globalist talk about this, and I can't remember his name, but he says, yeah, we need to reduce the human population by 70%, but we want to do it, Tim, in a civilized way. Yeah. How do you do that civilized? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking uh, about? Remove exactly. their heads, right? Yeah. right. We'll <laughs> cut their heads up, well. but we'll starve them to death, and everything you see with the Great Reset is meant to depopulate the, the planet. And not just uh, those kind of things. That's why abortion is being advocated yes. so roundly. That's why even having deviant sexual relationships means you're not producing children. And so it, it is a pattern to eliminate humanity from the yeah. earth. And starting with children in kindergarten, you know, teaching that and taking that, that away from the parents, you know, where they don't tell the parents what's happening. The Bible, we, we Bible comes first. Scripture comes first. Amen. We know it is going to be a mark of the beast sometimes. Yeah. And Christians will say, well, that's the tribulation period. We won't even be here. I don't need to worry about that. However, there's things happening now, the digital currency, yes. controlling what you can, what you can buy, not even sell, but what you can even buy. Right. Control. How do we prepare our audience for things like that, knowing yeah. that I, I won't be there, don't need to worry about it, but we be, it's being set up now. Yes, exactly. So we're going to, if the Lord tarries, we're going to see some things that we may not like. A switch to a digital currency, uh, using the ESG score to be your social credit score like they do in China. And so what does that mean? Well, for instance, like I live in California. They're going to make all of our vehicles electric, including the diesel trucks. Well, I can tell you what's going to happen. We're going to have a, a stoppage of transportation, and you're going to have a supply chain yep. stop. Yep. So thinking about food, water. Um, medication that I need for me, just on a practical level, and food that can last, because your your supermarkets, because everything's electric, may not get the, the food that necessary. And then you bring in um, what the World uh, Health Organization wants to bring in, mm. and the elimination of protein yeah. from animals. Oh, okay? eating bugs. And eating bugs now. So you start realizing, wait a second, 
If I, I have to have two narratives, I could be raptured at any point in time, but I might have to live right. through this setup. Right, right, exactly. And therefore, I need to prepare physically and spiritually right. for this. Well, as someone who's actually eaten bugs and Air Force survival training, I can tell you I would not advocate it as a regular <laughs> diet, that's right. for sure. But Amen. with bugs, too, first, first Timothy 4, verse yeah. 3, talks about the food. And you talk about eating bugs, there's parasites on these bugs. We yeah. don't even think about the parasites. We talked about how they want to depopulize the, the world, how they want to put us to death. Yeah. That's one way, through sickness and disease. Don't eat meat, eat bugs, you get sick. That's right. Yeah. Even on a third world country, when you take protein, animal protein away, many of the people in the third world countries get their vitamins via the protein from animals. Right. You take that away from people in the third world country, they're going to become uh, nutrient deficient and then can die. Mm. And that seems to be the depopulation goal. Yeah. And, and yet uh, one of the goals of this great reset mentality is a clamor for global solutions. Everything should be handled by yeah. a global government imposing itself and its will on the entire world. And yet that's exactly how things have gone so awry throughout history. The further you get away from a responsive government close to home, yeah. I mean, let's face it, when's the last time that any of you had an interaction with the IRS? I mean, the bureaucracy is unresponsive, and the further away government gets, the less responsive it is, even to the needs of individual citizens. Right, so notice what they keep doing. They keep making up, and I say making up, global crises. Mm. We've got to save the planet. And now the new one that I just saw come out of the Pentagon, we, well, we have alien vehicles, we, we've had recovery crafts and that junk coming out. And you're like, okay, well, now you've made another global problem. We're under alien invasion. <laughs> we must unite together yeah, yeah, yeah. and fight the aliens. Yeah. As stupid as that sounds, it, they're going to portray those kinds of things to us. You know, it's funny, when, when you read, when you, we've talked all about this, I, I go to Romans 1, and every time I hear the World Economic Forum speak, or you hear yes, these yeah. ridiculous things, or Canada burning because they're not doing proper forestation, right. it reminds me of verse 23, or 22, so professing to be wise, they became fools. We have all these great scientists and academics, but since they denied it, which says they, they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and forth. In other words, they gave over their belief in God and chose to worship the creation, yeah. and now they've become fools. Yes. Would you think that we're at that stage now? Well, yeah, absolutely. Think about this. So you have somebody saying that, they're, they're, that they were born a female, and now they're a male. And they've been telling us, follow the science. It is them that's not following oh, yeah. the science anymore because you either have double X's or a Y or X chromosome in your DNA. But they said, no, it's how I feel. Ah, okay. That's a Romans one mind that you can say follow the science on this issue and then completely compartmentalize the other issue. That's a sign of mental illness. And that's a sign of Romans one. When you've been given over, you start going mentally ill. Yeah, I think that's a good key point because we like to say, you know, how can they think this way? And yeah. really, there's a spiritual dynamic to all of these things. And the Lord God gives people over. I think if you look at even what happened in uh, the days of Israel and Pharaoh, Pharaoh hardened his heart multiple times yeah. until the Lord finally sealed that hardness right. of heart. He essentially gave him over and locked in his evil decision not to let the children of Israel go. So that what? So that God's glory could be manifest even more fully through his victory over Pharaoh's position. So Amen. to this day, people have chosen that which is evil. They are professing to be wise and becoming fools, but God is giving them over 
And you say, why? Why would he do that? I believe it's because greater glory will be manifest when God proves the truth of, yeah. of his word and eventually comes for us, his church, and then comes in great glory so that every knee bows and every tongue confesses that he is Lord. But he is giving these people over. And it's tragic. We don't know who he's given over in specific, so we have to constantly share yeah. the truth right. in hopes that it will you know, that seed will grow in a given individual heart. Right. What do you think, or how do you handle about, you know, Isaiah warned us before that when God wants to bless a nation, he gives them strong leadership. Yeah. When he wants to remove that blessing, yeah. he gives them oh, children as oh, leaders. Yes. Senile old people, is that what you're saying? No, well, yeah. oh, 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 when okay. I talk about children, though, I'm not talking about five-year-olds. I'm talking about spiritually immature leaders. Yeah, spiritually. So when God gives us spiritually immature children as leaders, mm -hmm. They do things, you, you go, how does that make sense? How can we agree with that? So how, why do you think the public will say, okay, the World Health Organization, they're gonna take control and, yeah. and they will dictate what we, uh, you know, what we do. Why would we say, okay, is it because of fear? Is it be, why would the people, the general people, especially Christians, yeah. be okay with something like that? Mm. Good point. I think it's a spiritual answer to that. I think that even Christians, that have decided to check out and become, you know, Laodicea in their mindset mm. and become indifferent to the things that God is doing, they're buying into this stuff as well and support people that say, yeah, I think going with the World Health Organization is a great deal. So let's hand American sovereignty over exactly. to them. And I think that's the spirit of the age, the zeitgeist of that's going on in America. But I, what the zeitgeist is, is the judgment of God. Mm. I am handing you over. And even as a believer, if you don't grow, if you don't mature, you're, you're going to be worldly in your thinking. And I think that's where we're seeing a lot of the church become, uh, becoming worldly. But you're right. If you look at the idiot moves that mm -hmm. we're making, we are selling our country down the river. It, it, it's not, and it, it won't come back. And I think this is part of the judgment of God on America mm -hmm. that's currently happening. If you would like to get your own copy of the entire Great Reset Conference, which includes five one-hour-long sessions and a six-question-and-answer session, then order your three-disc DVD copy for a gift of $25 or more, which includes shipping. Just call the number you see on the screen or order online at lamblion.com. The Great Reset Conference DVD album addresses from a prophetic perspective the rapid rise of the globalist agenda that is sweeping the planet toward a one-world government. Brandon Holthouse, Nathan Jones, Billy Crone, Don Perkins, and myself explain the different facets of this diabolical agenda. One of our speakers at our Great Reset Conference, Billy Crone, yeah. uh, he didn't speak about this then because, again, things are progressing so fast, but a recent sermon he did, he was talking about the 15-minute city, which you just yes. referenced yes. earlier, which I've only heard just recently, and it's yeah. terrifying as all get out. Can you tell our audience a little about I what will. they have planned for the 15-minute city oh. and how CBCDs... I got Central Bank, D Central Bank Digital Currencies, but yeah. they need to rebrand that to a better name. <laughs> I know. Or the whole cube, yeah. too, that whole cube idea. Yeah, or the line. Yeah. 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 New Jerusalem, yeah. Well, I, I spoke on this yesterday at the conference oh, I was oh. at, and I talked about the 15-minute city. So this has been proposed by the World Economic Forum. It comes straight from their website, and it's being used now in places like Paris and in England. So I have personal contact with somebody living in a 15-minute city. So this is coming all over the world. And the, the concept is this, you will only live, work and play and stay and shop in a 15 minute radius from that point where you live. By driving, driving or, walking? or walking? Yeah, 15 minute how? Uh, driving, okay. Oh, okay. okay, so driving. Okay, and what they have told the guy that I know in England that lives in, in Oxfordshire, 
is that if you go past that 15 minute radius, you, uh, you get fined. So they're gonna give you 100 times to leave the area a year, which is twice a week. If you leave it, they'll charge you 100 pounds every time you leave, which is equivalent to like 100 bucks in, here in America. That's a prison. It's a prison, but they think this is a great idea. Now, here's the interesting thing, this shocking thing to me, okay? I'm not shocked that they wanna do these prisons for us. What I'm shocked is the people's responses in the 15 minute mm -hmm. prison, because he said they had a town hall and the, the, the official city officials came and proposed this to save the climate, right? To save the planet. And he says, Brandon, there was no resistance. The people voted for it. That's because they've been indoctrinated to think that they are the threat. The globe is going to be melted down and we have to respond and yes. give up our freedoms. You know, Lord Acton, who was a British Lord, said that power tends to corrupt, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. And yet there's been a clamoring. We, we talked yeah. about a certain Dutch uh, prime minister who said, we're looking for a man to save us from ourselves. We don't want another committee, another political process. We want a great leader. The Germans called that a Fuhrer back about uh, <laughs> 70, 80 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And the rest of Lord Acton's statement was or great men are almost always bad men, even when they exercise influence and not authority. Still more when you super add the tendency of the certainty of corruption by authority. And yet people are clamoring for that. And we know, according to Bible prophecy, that there will be one great leader who emerges when the world falls into chaos and people say, well, just lead us out of this morass. And that will be the Antichrist who right. says, oh, I have a plan. Yeah. And he will emerge. That's his, right. His system's being set up. He won't have to establish it. It's, being it's set already up for being him. set up right now. These 15 minute cities. Yeah. What happens if my child goes to school 20 minutes <laughs> away or if yeah. I work 20 minutes away? What happens? Well, they're telling them, look, if you have to drive to your work, you better move to where that work is. Or if your school is over here, you better move to where that school is or find a school in that 15-minute city. And the whole purpose of this is for carbon emissions, right? Yeah. Saving, the, Saving the planet. Even though Canada's burning to the ground and letting yeah. off carbon like there's no tomorrow, that's the purpose. It's all the okay. save carbon emissions. So everywhere I look, in my hometown in Phoenix, and everywhere I look, apartments are going up like crazy. Yes. Is that because of this? Because it is. they want you to move into that area? It's an urbanization from the World Economic Forum that they want. They don't want people living in rural areas. They want them concentrated in cities and apartments because they're easier to control. And this is part of this whole movement towards a 15-minute city because it's all about control. We want to control the human population. How far away is that plan? We, we, people got to rebel against that. So it's happening in England, but, but how far yeah, away? Yeah, they're voting for it. Yeah. Well, they're voting for it. This is what I'm, it's going to come to America. Now, I've heard rumors that they're, they're thinking about certain cities to do it in. San Francisco. Some of the metropolitan cities. Now, here's the thing. If our people are that brainwashed, they will say, I'm all in because I want to contribute to saving the planet as well and reduce my carbon emissions. So. I don't know where America's at, per se, if they will resist. I know at us at this table would right. resist, but I don't know if the rest of the population will because they have all been brainwashed that we're killing the planet, that we're the cancer, and we breathe out poison out of our mouths. I mean, that's how crazy it is. <laughs> we'll just balance it with some plants. Well, Brandon, it's crazy. I, and, you know, it, it, I've seen you preach this so many times, and God bless you for keeping on top of this. What's next? What is the next debacle that they're going to release upon us? Okay, it's it's the digital currency. There's no the doubt about currency. it. I mean, okay. they're the banks are are trying it out now. They're they're using the infrastructure. They've been using it since uh, December, and they're seeing if the infrastructure will hold. And they instantly want to go to this digital currency. That's why you see the the uh, intentional destroying of our free market system 
to something else. And basically what they're going to say is, look, guys, we can't sustain this. We're going to have to move to a digital currency. Mm -hmm. So it's possible we could see the movement to a digital currency. At that point, it's programmable, which means they can control your buying and selling. And I think that's the next thing on the lineup, uh, along with the health, given our sovereignty to the World Health Organization. But that's a biggie. And so essentially just what Dave was saying, that is what uh, the, the Antichrist will use as a system mm -hmm. already established. He won't have to come up with new technologies. Correct. They're already here. He won't have to come up That's with new right. control mechanisms. And so by controlling the currency, you control people's ability to buy and sell, their ability to move about. And they've, and they've you, already accepted it. And they've already accepted yeah, it. Already accepting and one of the, it. the ways that you convince people is say it's for your own good. It's for your health. Because otherwise you might not be healthy. And, and people just give themselves over yeah. to this mindless submission. Controlled by fear. And yes. wouldn't you need an AI behind that system to manage all those Absolutely. transactions? Absolutely. So you bring in the AI, and that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> but the AI, as you know, it's getting to the point where they almost can't control it now. Mm. That's the scary part. And, and so they've been trying to put the brakes on this, even people in the AI world saying, whoa, stop this. This is going to get, we can't shut the thing off. So sounds biblically like uh, we are sowing the wind and will soon reap the whirlwind. Let's, let's bring so. this this episode to a close on a very positive note. We see all these things happening around us. Yeah. The Great Reset, the mentality of going toward a globalist government. Yeah. And we see that tying directly into Bible prophecy. So where's the hope in a message <laughs> that we would bring to our viewers today? Well, it's like Dr. Walford once said. He says, when you see Christmas decorations out in the stores, then you know Thanksgiving is near. Right. Yeah. And, and so the idea is when you see the setup for the tribulation, well, that means the rapture is, precedes that, and that means we're going home soon. Amen to that. But the other thing is, too, it's happening exactly as God said it would, and that increases my faith. So he's not lost control. As no. a matter of fact, he sits in the heavens and laughs as all these kings and dictators try their, their best to manipulate the world. Yeah. But he is still in control. Amen. His word is still true. His Amen. promises right. are still faithful. And the average believer needs to have not apathy, but urgency. That's right. Man. Knowing that the time is short and uh, we need to really get serious about this. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, folks, we hope that this episode has been a blessing to you. Join us next week. We're going to continue a conversation with Brandon Holthouse as we explore the signs of the times and the way they are converging all about us today. Godspeed. Hello, my name is Nathan Jones, Internet Evangelist here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're using the Internet to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ to the billions of people who are connected online now and after the rapture. I would like to invite you to come and check out our website at ChristinProphecy.org. Watch whole episodes of Christ in Prophecy and our short prophetic perspectives and the Inbox series for in-depth teaching about end-time events. Read from the library of articles on our website and blog covering all aspects of God's prophetic word. Subscribe to our free e-newsletter to receive the Lamplighter magazine, as well as to our social media to stay up to date on current events as they relate to Bible prophecy. Equip yourself to share the good news with others using materials from our online store. I invite you to come and visit ChristinProphecy.org today. For over 42 years, Lamb and Lion Ministries has proclaimed the soon return of Jesus Christ to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible. Our entire staff is dedicated to that gospel-centered message, which we get out through the Christ in Prophecy television program, our bi-monthly magazine, The Lamplighter, 
a huge library of books, pamphlets, DVDs, and of course, our dynamic and interactive website. We point new generations and new audiences to our blessed hope. And I hope that you've found it to be encouraging to you because we can't do it alone. This faith-based ministry is supported by thousands of Prophecy Partners, which enable our outreach through their faithful prayer and financial support. Prophecy Partners commit to contributing $25 a month, less than a dollar a day. And in return, they receive a print edition of our Lamplighter magazine and updates on the impact this ministry is having around the world. If you've been blessed by Lamb and Lion Ministries, join with us, partner to share the exciting message that Jesus is coming soon. Godspeed.